Good vibes only. The Mariners are now three games over 500 for the first time this year, thanks to Eugenio Suarez, Marco Gonzalez, Taylor Saucedo, and more. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Sunday, May 28th, 2023. This is Tidding Gonzalez and Colby Patton for the Locked On Mariners postgame show brought to you by eBay Motors. The championship team is about each player being a perfect fit, and that's the same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head on over to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit only available to us customers eligible items only exclusions apply. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the Mariners six to three victory over the Pittsburgh pirates subscribe, like, and turn on alerts. If you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform. If you like what you hear and if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description of this episode as i said six to three the final score from t-mobile park this afternoon mariners win their series with the pirates and improve to a record of 28 and 25 on the year eugenio suarez with a three-run walk-off home run the first for the mariners since cal raleigh's drought ender against the a's last fall colby you were there at the ballpark this afternoon what was that moment like Mm -hmm. when gino turned out the lights yeah it uh certainly uh, came at the right time because the Mariners, uh, they taxed their bullpen pretty early. Uh, they'd only use Brash for one hitter, and and uh, Seawald obviously had to come in and clean up, uh, you know, Justin Topa's mess and all of that. So if, if they didn't score there, I, I think we might have seen Chris Flexen in a uh, in a tie game and extras. So, yeah, obviously you definitely needed it, and it was good to see because, I mean, Julio came up and, once again, in a big spot, swung out of his shoes and produced a worthless at bat that uh, provided no value whatsoever to the team. Um, kind of starting to become a running theme with him in these big moments, but he's young. Uh, I thought maybe we'd actually finally get to see Jared Kelnick just walk it off because he's had a lot of big home runs and big hits for the Mariners, but they always seem to lose those games like the next inning. So I thought maybe we might see uh, Kelnick, you know, uh, do his thing, but. Unfortunately, Pittsburgh, a um, little too smart to try and let that happen. So they decided to go after Gino, who was having a, a rough day uh, himself. So, uh, yeah, it was it was obviously, you know, huge and uh, it was exciting. And uh, it was a good crowd today. A uh, good crowd on yesterday was 45,000. I didn't see the exact numbers today, but I'm going to guess it was between 35 and 40. Uh, it was it was pretty packed uh, crowd today as well. So good energy in the ballpark, and and obviously you know the vibes were were definitely down after the wild pitch, and and you know it's a tie game, and then you know Julio's big strikeout, and you're just kind of sitting there like, oh, I don't, if this goes to the 11th, I don't like our chances. And then uh, you know Gino uh, did his thing, and the rest is history. There you go. There you have it. Mariners again win six to three over the Pittsburgh Pirates. And talking about that Julio at bat. In the uh, the bottom of the tenth, look, you know, I know when you go on fan graphs and you filter it uh, for um, you know high leverage situations, his numbers actually look pretty good. But strictly speaking, about moments where one swing of the bat can end the game, Julio, let's just face it, he has not been clutched. He has failed numerous times 
to produce in those moments, to come through in those moments. He still doesn't have a walk-off. He had a chance today, a prime opportunity for one. He had a hanging slider in the top of the zone, and mm-hmm. instead of just trying to you know, not do too much with that ball, he tried to plant it 15 rows back, and he ended up missing. And again, if you're going to take a hack like that, you best not miss. Just like yeah. Eugenio Suarez when he got that hanging slider in the middle of the plate today. Uh, just a really disappointing at-bat from Julio, and one that uh, slightly... Because again, they they won, so I'm not gonna, you know, hold on to this for too too long. But um, slightly stains an overall really good day for Julio again. You yeah. know, offensively, he had another multi hit game, his fifth straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, I believe ties him with uh, King Griffey Jr. and what Alex Rodriguez, I believe the the stat was that ESPN Stats and Info posted earlier today. So Julio's cooking right now. He's he's back. Like I said, yeah. I mean that's at least what it looks like. And uh, but it just it that that's also what makes that at bat yeah. in the night in the tenth rather uh, so disappointing. Right. I mean, he, like you said, he had the two hits today. He also had a, a screaming line drive that uh, Bay that I believe that's who was playing center field today. Yeah. Uh, he made a, a really nice catch on, and I'm not insane catch. About, not not even the JP one. Oh, the, just oh, the, that the, one. Oh, just yeah. the Julio liner that he that he came in and oh the so diving yeah, one yeah. yeah yeah he was he was great today yeah he really was had a double too I think he had a couple of hits today actually so uh, but yeah uh, obviously you know and that's the other thing too is that we haven't seen Julio take big whiffs and big swings and misses like that in this last week or so and he's been Julio's been pretty good for the last two weeks but it's really been the start of this homestand where he's really starting to turn it around. Um, so yeah, overall, it's still a, you know, really good series for Julio. He's quietly, you know, picking back up. He's at 242 now, 743 OPS. Um, so obviously, you know, you want that OPS to be at least a hundred points higher, but he's getting there. Um, so overall it was, it was a really good day for Julio. There's, there's no doubt about it, but yeah, you just, it kind of felt like that was a step back, um, you know, in that situation, because I honestly assumed that they would walk Julio and, and go after Kalnick. Um, but the fact that they were willing to go after Julio, maybe that tells you a little bit about who teams are more afraid of right now. Um, but we'll see, you know, like I said, it was, it was unfortunate that bat for Julio. It, uh, it was, it was set up perfectly for him, you know, didn't even need a base hit to win the game and infield was in. So if you just hit a ball hard on the ground, there was a good shot. He would have gotten the hit anyways. And he just came up empty and just an ugly, Indeed. ugly at bat. So yeah, really, uh, bummer really on that end, but, yeah, bummer on that end, but overall, it was it was a good game and, and you know a good, really good series for for Julio, and uh, that's good to see. Uh, obviously, if you're if you're the Mariners, and uh, it's nice to see uh, a Eugenio finally uh, connect on a ball that left the ballpark because he had I don't know three or four balls so far on this homestand that have just died at the warning track to dead center field, and this time he just decided he was going to put one in the bullpen for good measure. Yeah. So. And hey, speaking of balls dying at the warning track, the Mariners had quite a few of those, especially early on in this game. They were able to sneak two over the wall with Julio's uh, home run in the first and then Cal Raleigh's a little later on. But they easily could have had four or five today and just missed them by by a couple of feet. Uh, We're going to talk about one of the the heroes today, one of the unexpected heroes of the day, Taylor Saucedo in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners postgame show is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're like me and want to make healthier snack choices but don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. 
Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing you won't think they're good for you. You gotta try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get yourself a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors over at Built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream bar, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff, and churro puff. You can thank me later. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the Mariners' 6-3 to victory, walk-off victory over the Pittsburgh Pirates as they take this series, get to three games above 500 for the first time this season. Uh, up next, they're going to be facing the New York Yankees. Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees starting tomorrow. And uh, you can catch all the action on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. So Taylor Saucedo. Came into this game, you mentioned that the bullpen was a bit taxed, and Saucedo was one of the the few arms left in that unit. Scott Service goes to him, and boy, did it pay off. But not without arguably the biggest play of the game, which won't show up in the box score. To lead off the top of the 10th, Brian Reynolds singles right up the middle, and Andrew McCutcheon went back to second base and Mm -hmm. ends up having to settle to stay at third he only moves up one base and look i know that mccutcheon isn't exactly the athlete that he used to be but there's a pretty good shot that he's scoring on that play if he just yeah. runs straight to third and uh right. i mean you know maybe it's just a, a base running blunder or maybe it was actually that deke from jp crawford it seemed like mccutcheon saw something that made him think that he needed to go back to second uh that was a huge play that that really yeah. That really shaped up, uh, you know, how the rest of that inning went. Yeah, because I mean, I yeah, I was I was in the J Rod squad, so I saw I had a pretty good view of it. It just was weird to me. I saw the the ball get past the pitcher, and I was just like, okay, well, there's a run right right off the bat. And then I looked up, and you know, McCutcheon was taking like two or three hard steps back to the bag, and um, you know, it's in extras. Those are the little things that that really can add up, and. You know, the Pirates right now, they're not playing great baseball. Uh, they've won, I think, just six of their last 20 at this point or something like that. Um, and those are the little things. And you don't expect it from McCutcheon because, you know, uh, athleticism or not, that's just bad base running. That's not knowing where the shortstop is. That's not understanding the situation. That That's a move that you would expect from, you know, one of the younger guys on this team, not, you know, a, a fringe Hall of Fame candidate. So, yeah, it was a big play. Um, obviously, you know, it worked out well for the Mariners and, Maybe it mattered. Maybe it didn't. I mean, it, you can feel the snowball effect if they score a run there and now you're playing from behind instead of tied. Uh, who knows? Maybe Gino still hits the walk off and they win six to four instead. We don't know for sure, but yeah. So Saucedo in that inning, uh, just one hit allowed the one to, uh, to Reynolds to lead things off. Uh, he also, uh, 
had an intentional walk of Rodolfo Castro after falling behind 2-0. Castro, obviously a really good hitter against lefties so far this year, uh, but three strikeouts for Saucedo. Uh, he gets Connor Joe, Jack Sawinski, and then Key Brian Hayes. He got out ahead 0-2 on Hayes with the bases loaded, and then Hayes worked a full count, fouled off a couple of pitches. And all I could think about in that moment was you calling Key Brian Hayes one of the most overrated players in Major League Baseball? I'm like, he's yeah. not good. He's not good. Like, I, 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 I agree. I agree that he is very much overhyped, but I was just like, there's the Colby curse. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, he, like, it's so crazy. He is like an elite, like, he might be the best defensive player at any position in Major League Baseball. Insane. Cannot hit. Like, Agreed. just if four strikeouts today. So. Yeah, of course he did. He was terrible. Of course he, because he's bad. He's not a good hitter. And people are like, oh, he's the next big third baseman. No, he's not. No, he's like Seattle Jeff Cirillo. Ooh, scary. So, like, yeah, whatever. I like, Brian Hayes is a fun player, but he is not. He is not good. Let's just be clear about that. Dude can't hit. Like, so, but yeah, either way, you know, Saucedo, uh, they went after Hayes a couple times, uh, pitching around the guy in front of him to, to get to Hayes. They did that a few times today and who could blame them the dude can't hit uh but yeah Saucedo uh nine swings today five whiffs like that's that's how you limit damage he also had uh three called strikes um you know 20 pitches obviously when you pitch in those big you know high leverage spots you got to be a little more careful you got to nibble a little bit you can't be as aggressive so pitch counts tend to get pretty high but yeah Saucedo you know big strikeout big celebration but the rest of the bullpen was really good today with the exception of Topa uh Topa struggled um Mm. You know, and and that's just going to happen. Although nothing hit hard against Toba, uh, you know that that is worth noting. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, he just didn't have it. Seawall had to come in, kind of try to clean up the mess, the the you know the the pass ball uh, or the wild pitch, I should say. That that's gut wrenching. But at the same time, when you come into that situation, you're just saying, okay, just don't give up the lead. At least that's what I was thinking. So uh, Seawald was really good, but yeah, Saucedo kind of steals the show for the bullpen, but another just quality day for the Mariners pitching staff overall. And Saucedo, another reliever pickup this offseason. Do you know what I'm about to say, folks? Say it with me. Chills. The yeah. puto did it again. All right. So uh, real quick on that uh, stat that I uh, mentioned earlier on uh, the milestone that Julio uh, achieved today. Uh, This comes again from ESPN stats and info. He joins Ken Griffey jr. And Alex Rodriguez as the only Mariners age 22 or younger to have multiple hits in five or more straight games. So uh, pretty good stretch here for Julio. Yeah. Pretty, pretty decent company. Uh, Let's talk about Marco. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I said it on, on last night's show. It's a, it's a coin flip. Every time we talk about Marco, you, you just don't know what you're going to get out of this guy. Um, and I'm pleased to, uh, to announce that, uh, you know, he had probably as, as good of a start as you could ask for uh, from him against this lineup. Uh, did have the three walks, but only one earned run allowed on three hits or five and two thirds innings pitch. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to finish uh, the sixth out after uh, his final walk of the day. Uh, four strikeouts. Um, I know you were you were sitting over in the in the J Rod squad, but uh, what did you think of uh, Marco's day today? Yeah, he was he was nibbling quite a bit. Um, he really didn't want the long ball to beat him. Uh, he was willing to walk guys and run deep counts uh, to you know try and force them to expand the zone. And and you know he he did an okay job of that. Again, I I 
I don't feel as great, you know, breaking down a pitcher's performance from, you know, 200 feet away instead of, or sorry, 450 feet away instead of the, uh, you know, the television copy. So uh, it, it just, I, I noticed I kept on looking up and his strike to ball ratio was hovering around 50, 50 for most of the day. So he was really trying to force hitters to, to expand the zone, to help him out. Um, and, you know, I, I think he did a pretty good job. Anytime you go five and two thirds, you give up one, like that's about as much as you could possibly hope uh, for Marco against, you know, all non just terrible lineups. So, um, and, and Pittsburgh's not a terrible lineup. They got some guys who can hit, particularly some righties um, that can hit. They got some pop. So uh, yeah, I thought Marco did a pretty good job. It was uh, it was the changeup show today, uh, 30 yep. changeups on 90 pitches. So uh, again, it looks like he's more or less ditched the cutter. I still think he throws it too much and he only threw it 9% of the time to, or 10% of the time today. That, that pitch just, garbage though so yeah change up fastball up in the zone and then the curveball to kind of steal strikes and the reason it's a coin flip with marco is that he will not get whiffs yeah like if he is in the strike zone today yeah on 39 swings like he's just not going to strike you out so if he is in the strike zone that ball is getting put in play more often than like just an insane amount of time and that you know that creates a huge variance in your performance so uh yeah you never know what you're going to get with marco uh but uh, today i thought he was you know, admittedly from afar, I thought he was pretty good, but not great. I, I thought he was, I mean, good enough, I, I guess is. Fair. I, yeah, fair. Yeah, he threw 90 pitches, I think 56 strikes. Like that's, it's not a great ratio. It's not terrible. He, he certainly was better at, you know, getting ahead in the later innings and he was able to get some, some weak contact. Didn't give up a lot of hard hit balls uh, either. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, he, overall he did. It was it was a good game for Marco. And again, you know, you kind of have to grade Marco on a curb, uh, especially when you try to compare him to the other four Mariner starters. But uh, I, I would say he did his job today, and and then some. It was it was a good outing. We're we're taking tomorrow off for the holiday, uh, so I want to talk a little bit about this Yankees series because that's going to get underway tomorrow. I think you're going to the ballpark for that one as well, right? That is the plan as of, as of now. I have not All yet right. bought tickets, but that is the plan. Well, if you see Colby at the ballpark, tell him I said ahoy. He'll I, surely love that. I think I'm going to get a box just to avoid that. So, <laughs> uh, before Man we talk the about the yeah, before we talk about the uh, the Yankee series, which you can catch on the Mariners Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app, I gotta ask. You tweeted about Moto Pizza. What are your thoughts? I, I keep on seeing this stuff on, on the on the broadcast. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, I only had a slice of the pepperoni, and it's like on a French bread pizza type mm. of thing. So it comes in like like a baguette almost, and so it's only cut into two pieces. I had one of the one of the pepperoni. Uh, lots of uh, unique flavors there, um, but I had a pe- half of the pepperoni uh, bread or whatever they call it. Uh, it was very good. It was very filling too. Lots of cheese, lots of sauce, uh, loaded up with, uh, the, um, you know, loaded off with like, like Italian seasoning, basil and stuff like that. So very flavorful, very good. Uh, would recommend. So, yeah, yeah they keep on showing it on the broadcast and it's apparently man, it, a big it, deal. In Seattle. It makes like, me very hungry looking at it. I got to say that it, it, visually speaking, it is very appealing. Yeah. It, it, it tastes very good too. All right, so Yankees, Mariners, Bryce Miller gets Aaron Judge in this Yankees lineup. What what do we think, man? Um, I would say, you know, this is the start where he's going to have to rely on the breaking ball and all that stuff because, you know, the Yankees haven't seen a fastball they can't turn around. But 
every time I say that, Bryce Miller just likes to kind of, you know, give me the mind middle finger and and just throw more fastballs. So I'm going to assume we're going to see a lot of fastballs tomorrow again, and we'll see if the Yankees are the team that can actually do something with it. But uh, yeah, obviously, you know, anytime you face Aaron Judge, like you're always wondering where he's at in the lineup. Uh, something kind of interesting happened today. I saw Anthony Rizzo uh, got a little banged up in a, a collision or mm. something with uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. at first base. I don't know if he stayed in the game. Like I, I was, I was at the game, so I, I couldn't. Yeah, pay I didn't close see that either. That. So I don't know. Yeah, so we'll see what what the deal is with Rizzo. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, it's the Yankees. They're a pretty good lineup. You do catch a bit of a break uh, that you're not going to see Cole. Cole pitched today. Uh, yep. So you don't see Cole in this. In this, uh, you will see Cortez, and I think Herman gets a start tomorrow. But yeah, um, the the Mariners going with Bryce Miller, Logan Gilbert, and George Kirby. The Yankees countering with uh, Domingo Herman, uh, Nestor Cortez, and Clark Schmidt. Um, Cortez right now pitching more like Mariners Nestor Cortez rather than the right. last two years Nestor Cortez. So you're catching him at a pretty good time. Right, but he has a curveball, so all bets are off. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, obviously you're looking for Judge. Uh, Rizzo is is such a great swing, and like his offensive profile fits so well in Seattle that I wouldn't be surprised if he had a big series, if assuming he's healthy, of course. Um, and then yeah, uh, Jake Bowers, yeah, his the return of Jake Bowers. Wait, is he on the Yankees? I had no he's idea. On, he's on the Yankees. Oh, yeah. oh, as of now, all right. as of now, we'll see if he all makes right, the trip. Bowers uh, Rangers stand up. Yeah, let's go. Yep. Obviously, you know, Glaber and as well, Cabrera. And at last check, Harrison Bader was having a, a great start to his year after uh, being delayed by injury. So, yeah, you're going to have to pitch. Uh, but as we seem to say every single series this year so far, you kind of like the pitching advantage that the Mariners have. You like those matchups for Seattle. Has it mattered this year? No. But are we going to keep saying it? Yeah, probably. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it should be a good series. You know, it's one of those ones you're just really hoping to take two of three um and keep this you know the the good vibes going but because you swept oakland or yeah because you swept oakland because you took the series against pittsburgh if you avoid a sweep you had a tremendous homestand you're at least seven and three on the homestand and it gets you right back in where you want to be and hey guess what today as of today you are officially ahead of the angels you're in third place there we go gotta love it mariners six and one right where we deserve to be Mm -hmm. yep yep Mariners six and one on this homestand. It would be nice to uh, add at least a couple more wins to that tally before they go back out on the road. Uh, that's going to do it for our show. Again, you can catch the Yankees and the Mariners on the Mariners hometown broadcast with Sirius XM via the SXM app. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners post game show for Colby Padnode. I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D A N E G N Z L Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C P A T 11. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well over at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners 6 3 victory over the Pittsburgh Pirates. Again, we'll be taking tomorrow off for the holiday. So enjoy your holiday, and we'll be right back at it on Tuesday. Until then, have yourself a beautiful baseball day and good vibes only. Peace.